that sound? <laughs> this is Mrs. Puppy, and that's Reverend John snoring because we fucked all night. Wake up, wakey, wakey. It's time for a bedcast, sleepyhead. <laughs> what, what, what? It's time for a bedcast. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Welcome to our Blissbringers podcast. The materials we cover encourage adults of all ages, nationalities, and sexualities to open up and embrace their wildest desires and blissful pleasures. You won't find medical advice here, just our personal experiences following the journey of sexual evolution and education in sizzling fun topics that were definitely not taught to us in school, but have wickedly blossomed into reality. We discuss adventures in ethical non-monogamy, kinks and fetishes, exotic places to visit, sexy events, workshops, and tips allow us to seduce you into embarking on new adventures where each day you ask yourself what's your pleasure well, good, morning. good morning good morning good morning it's sunday morning and it's raining yes and we're down here in mr bill's bedroom we're having a bed cast this morning it is a bed and joining me this morning in my beautiful bed are the reverend ray and mr cindy mr cindy and alice Alice, who the fuck is Alice? Who the fuck is Alice? Fuck is she? Well, Alice happens to be Alice. Alice happens to be the love of my life, who is out visiting, and uh, we weren't. We're going to talk about a uh, little fun thing we did last night. We went to the Dragon's Gate party. We had sushi first. We did. Oh my gosh! Well, first of all, we stopped at some people's house. T and J's. T and J's, and went absolutely crazy. I laughing love the new house in Orange County. They've got a nice house. They have a really... I, I love it. Yep. Then we went out to eat sushi. Yep. Which was totally awesome. Fish and sake. Oh, that's... Soji. 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 Oh, that's yeah. right. We got the soji. Uh, I think oh, that's, that's what put me over the edge. In it or something like that? It's like it's lemonade. Korean sake. Korean sake, okay. Korean. What makes it Korean? I guess it's... And they brewed Korea? it right there. Okay. I don't know. They made it. I think yeah. they made it right there in that that little sushi restaurant. It was really good. What was the name of that sushi restaurant? Sushi at Sushi. Sushi at Sushi. Really mm-hmm. an that, original name. So it was a five-minute drive once we left the restaurant to get to Dragon's Gate. Yeah. And for our new listeners... What is Dragon's Gate? Dragon's Gate is a space where we have BDSM parties. And they have, it's like a dungeon. They have all kinds of big uh, toys that you can play with. St. Andrew's Cross spanking benches lined up against the wall. They have a couple of big, uh, for lack of a better word, lifts where you can put somebody's hands up in the air. They have a nice little stage you can play on. And they have a nice little social area where you can hang out and chat. And uh, Cages and cages. medical room and... And it's a nice, fun, well-appointed, and very friendly dungeon space. Mm. And they also turn it into a swinger party once a month called Saints and Sinners. It's a dynamite place. It is a great place. Great place. So it's your first time, Miss Alice? It was my first time <clears throat> in, a, in a dungeon. At all. At all. And so Ever. How, when, how do you identify? What's your sexuality? What do you consider yourself i would consider myself a sub ah. primarily and why is that because being being working all the time being a mother of two being in charge i enjoy giving myself to others releasing oh, control. releasing control yeah. yeah that was that's amazing does it require something specific for you to be able to be comfortable with releasing control is there Anything about a certain individual? What is it about Pendragon, Mr. Bill, that you like? 
Well, I've known Mr. Bill for how long now? 25 years. 25 years. And so I, I trust him implicitly. Trust. Trust is phenomenal. Yeah, there, last night there was such an intimacy to the scene that you guys created for me. It was really, really special and phenomenal. So let's tell the listeners a little bit about your scene. Yes. Why don't we? <laughs> um, so we got there and, uh, we went over with, with Mistress Cindy and Mr. Bill and the Reverend. And got there and had had a little social time. And then Mr. Cindy arranged a scene for me that involved um, tea, mm-hmm. co-topping, Mr. SoCal, <laughs> <laughs> and and ropes. Oh, he's a great shibari rope artist. He's, he's really wonderful. Yep. He learned from one of the best. He learned from Miss Genevieve over in Australia when he was living. He and... His wife, Jay, lived in uh, Gold Beach in Australia, mm-hmm. which is just a, probably about a, <clears throat> a short plane ride up the coast from Sydney. And you can hear about the Australians in the Australian episode. That's right. And we have an interview with Miss Gen- Genevieve. But anyhow, he's a fantastic rope artist. So, so there was ropes. There mm-hmm. was lots of play and touching and, and suspension. Eventually, it ended up as in suspension. And probably you look beautiful up there, by the way. Oh, yes, you did. It was. I was blindfolded, <clears throat> so I didn't know what I looked like until Mr. Cindy took the blindfold off at the end, and I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> you were up there." I was up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were about uh, five, seven feet, feet or so, seven he feet. Figured about seven feet because well, I was above of, Cindy. Yeah. Um. Well, well, yeah. If you count about the foot, the stage is about a foot high. So mm-hmm. if you count oh, that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. so we did a little bit of sensation play. Mm-hmm. You know, we were introducing different sensations to you and watching your skin and listening to your breathing. And Mr. T, we're going to call uh, Mr. Sokol. We're going to start calling T, Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T. He has been on previous podcasts. What name did we give him then? Yeah, Mr. T was doing a great job. He and I, it was almost like a dance under your body. Yeah. It, it really was. And when... I talked to Mr. T afterwards, towards the end of the evening. He he said that that was, I believe, the first time that you and he had co-topped. Yep, it was. And and he thought it was just an amazing, um, uh, effortless uh, work. And he he just so enjoyed it. He said it was like it was like dancing. It was like dancing. It was a great experience. There was three of us, and then we started to incorporate other. Friends of ours? Yes. I don't know how many were eventually around me, but... What was your brain saying? My brain was going, holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) But I love overload. (laughs) You started getting the shakes and the quivers. Well, the one thing about the rope bondage is that uh, Mr. T takes a very long time to do that. So he moves the... The rope over your body very sensually, and as he's touching you, putting the rope on, there's all these sensations and body feelings that are going on, mm. and it, it because he takes such a long time to do it, the mind is just going crazy with all the endorphins that are being developed. Mm. Would you say that's true, Miss Alice? I would absolutely agree with that statement. 
My Mr. Endorf- Bill. <laughs> Mr. Bill. And My endorphins were in they were rushing. high mode. I, they were in high high mode. I think there was some high beams going on in the room there. <laughs> oh, my God. Your nipples look beautiful when they were bound up <laughs> at that rope. <laughs> How are the girls doing this morning? The girls are on timeout this morning. They're still on timeout? They're, they're still in timeout. Darn. That was what you were saying yesterday. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, there was a little bit of play earlier in the day and the night before and so it I disavow know. any knowledge of said <laughs> but so there was a lot of stuff happening when you were actually suspended talk about that what was the feeling like well there was i mean there was probably four or five sets of hands on me and and somebody's mouth was exploring mine i know nothing Reverend, of that yeah <laughs> Was that you? Or was that Mr. T? Or was it both? She'll never know. I never know. Or was it Mr. Bill's? Oh, she'll never know. She'll never know. Or was it mine? Ooh, yeah. she'll never know. Yeah, she'd know yeah. the difference between a guy and a girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. I shaved. <laughs> you had a close shave last night, which you're trying to tell us. <laughs> yeah. All right, I like it. Exactly. Oh, look, I found the recording equipment. This is Mrs. Puppy. What's your pleasure? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's hanging out with me and Reverend John at Nadia New Orleans this July. You can register at blissbringers.com forward slash NIN. Hope to see you soon. Spank you later. The fun part about the human anatomy is that there's a limited amount of bandwidth between the body and the brain in terms of sensations. Mm. So if you're doing a lot of different things at the same time, the brain overloads. It's like your internet connection is filled up and you can't get all the feelings at the same time, so it mixes it up all. And that's an interesting way of um, getting people into an, a very special space. And especially if you're blindfolded, because the blindfold takes away one of your senses, which supplies a lot of bandwidth to the brain, and all the rest of the senses are trying to compensate for it, so the feeling of touch and everything just gets way out of control. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I always try to um, convince the bottoms or the submissives to allow me to do the blindfolds because I know their experience will be heightened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Take away sight and taste and hearing and just the, the skin sensation. Everything becomes sharp. Oh, it was it was extremely intense. Yeah, that was awesome. so awesome. Did I you know. sleep well last night? Oh, my God. Yes. We got back here. We had a after party. Nightcap. Night Did cap. you? Man. Stayed up and talked for probably another 45 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And, and then went right to sleep. That's good. Yeah. Me as a top, I actually experienced, I bottomed out. I was out of creplets. I was out of energy. You know, we've mentioned it in previous podcast episodes. That's the beauty of BDSM. There's this connection of trust and intimacy mm-hmm. between the top and the bottom. People think, oh, it's all pain. And no, no, mm-hmm. there is such a connection, a deep connection between a top and a bottom or a dom and a submissive that there is that, that, connection that we might not have with even our significant partner, like a husband or wife or whatever type of partner. But it also puts a lot of emotional um, strain on the top or the dom because we take what that negative energy is, we take it away from our bottom and we absorb it. Uh, in- it's like being a therapist. Yeah, it is like a therapist. It is a little bit. And I experienced a, a really, really excruciating headache at the end of the night just because I needed an outlet. And for me, it was two Advils and bedtime. <laughs> I needed to sleep. 
I think Miss Alice was still so wound up with all the endorphins running through her body that she didn't want to go to sleep last night. She just oh, wanted to talk. I think I talk. could have put my running shoes on and gone running around the. Did you guys have sex? Place? That's usually the best time. That would have that might have worked well, but by the time we got back in the bed and, and by the time we got into and, bed, she and, closed her little eyes and, and giggled and talked for a little no, bit more. No, when and you're then, in the room, you're supposed to do that. Like, oh, dude, forget the nightcap. Your nightcap should have been like, let's fuck. <laughs> Good idea. It would have been a great outlet. It would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just jump on his face. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that sounds good to me. Not, I don't have a problem with that. All she had to do is say, Mr. Bill, get on the floor right now. Yep. Face you know up. what? It's, it's still morning. There's a lot of afternoon delight left. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think I'm in trouble. I think yeah, I'm in trouble. That kitty. I'm in, yeah. I'm in trouble. <laughs> the kitty's got to be purring. <laughs> so I want to know what Reverend John did because he's very quiet right now. Reverend John, what were you doing all night long when Mr. Bill and I... Just and preaching and... Bullshit. Did you, did you take you any pre- confessions? Yeah. Uh, Mr. I saw your tongue down people's throats. Is that what confessions are? <laughs> 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 um, I, Who were you seducing? Seducing? That's good. Um, boy. What I did do is while Mr. T was doing the rope work, I still think it's a weird name, but anyhow. Mr. T? Yeah. <laughs> He's the <laughs> white boy, Mr. T. No. Uh, so I, I did some rope play with Mr. T's wife. Miss J. Yes. That was for the Lady J. We'll call her Lady La- J. Lady J. Okay. And there was one point in there where I noticed that uh, Just Dave was chasing around and caught yes, uh, Miss J. Jay. She slipped away. No, that's she one of the is the one. worst sub ever. <laughs> yeah. She's a brat. You got She's you boys br- know it, right? He, but it I, was the first time that I ever did anything with her, and so I didn't know that I had to like. Totally restrain her before doing anything. Yep. You don't tie your subs down, they escape once in a while. Well, so, <laughs> you don't are you saying problem. Just Dave caught Lady Jane? Yes, and had to return her. Yes. <clears throat> return her back to I, I was I was doing the, um, the electrical rope on her, and then I was getting something else, and she was like... <laughs> <laughs> she took off. Yes. So, I'm like... No, I that. love that attitude. She is very um, bratty. So... Nice. I so, heard her... Laughing three rooms away. She was giggling and laughing, and Mr. T and I were stopping our scenes together, going, Yep, that's Lady J. <laughs> so she was enjoying herself wherever yeah, she and whomever she was with. So my backup plan was I recruited Pale Goddess to um, help out and to um, keep her amused while I got other gear. And how did she do that? How did Pale Goddess do that? She did it quite well, actually. I, I, did she tickle <laughs> like, what her? She, she tickled her. She, she tickles? Yeah, Pale Goddess's uh, specialty is tickling. Yes. She's very good. Um, I had her get ice. She's a pro sub. Yes. And we used that on her. Ice. Nice. No, ice. Yes. Ice. Ice, ice baby. And various other tools. Lady J is not really into pain. No. More into sensation, and she's very vocal about it. So we <laughs> limited in what we could use on her, but I think she had a good time. That's good. 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 Every time I saw you, Reverend, you you had a goal and objective. Wherever you were going in that building, you were moving fast. Yes. You got to Walk he with, is walk very with fast. purpose. Walk with purpose. Walk with he walked purpose. with purpose. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about when that. When he sets his sight on a lady, 
That's it. He's gone. That's his goal. Exactly. And Dragon's Gate last night was a target-rich environment. (laughs) (laughs) So how about Mr. Bill over here? What else did you do, Mr. Bill? Well, of course, I participated in the uh, taming of the shrew, so to speak. (laughs) Taming of the shrew? And, uh... Alice is not a shrew. <laughs> you ain't getting anything later. <laughs> Forget that. that kitty muff dive. Anyway, right. I participated in that for a while, and uh, I was sitting there looking into, gazing into her eyes before we put the blindfold on her. Dive into that a little bit. You know, what was it that you liked? And I want to hear from Alice's side of what she thought of locking onto eyes while she was suspended and being played with. Well, I think that the number one thing that it did is it let Alice know that I was right there and I was connecting with her and that everything that was going on was okay so that she shouldn't feel any anxiety that uh, she was being attended to by you and uh, Mr. T. And, uh, you know, she was grinning and mouthing some words to me and I was nodding my head back. And What was she mouthing? What did I mouth? Well, that's a good question. I'm not sure your mouth was living, but I... I did O-M. She was clearly having a good time and as... Mistress Cindy and Mr. T were stroking her body. She was just, her mouth would open up and her eyes would roll back in her head. And I knew that she was in very, very, very good hands. Mm. So then, Literally. And it was kind of neat to sit back and kind of watch all that happen. and Not uh, having to work. Not Yeah, not having to do all the work. <laughs> and then she was suspended up there and they were kind of turning her around. So she was going around in a circle and Pale Goddess and the Reverend and Mr. T and Miss Cindy were sort of, touching her body and and so stro- essentially stroking her as she was going around. It was quite the hot little number. It was quite the hot little number. And what did you do later? And later, after Miss uh, <laughs> Alice had kind of calmed down a bit, we uh, uh, cuffed her hands and put her on, lifted up on her hands a little bit, and we got the floggers out, and we had a little impact play with Miss Alice. And we started off with the deerskin flogger. Well, I always start off with a piece of rabbit fur and kind of sensually stroke their bodies with that so that they have that nice, soft sensation. And then I get the deerskin flogger out, and I started running that around her body and then just gently flogging her with that and, and uh, continue to ramp it up a little bit so it's a little harder and a little harder. And then what I like to do is you're playing with it and you give them a really good hard smack on the butt and you take your hand up and very lightly just caress them down their back. How did that feel, Miss Alice? That was that was wonderful. <laughs> the eyes, her eyes are rolling back in her head right now. <laughs> yes. I got the TTs thinking about it. It's your twat twitching. <laughs> TT. That's a new term. TT. TTs. I call it when the kitty's purring or when the kitty's moving. It's quivering. Mm-hmm. My kitty's quivering. And then then we played with uh, the, the violet wand. We got that out. and uh, Oh, you like electricity? And uh, oh, yeah. she likes electricity. Yes. And so we used electricity all over her, which was very nice. And that was going to be relatively a short play, too, because we were kind of sharing the space with another couple that was doing some rope bondage, and they were going to suspend Lynn. And so they got, when she was all trussed up, ready to go, Alice and I sort of ended our play so that RJ could get to Lynn uh, ready to be suspended, which is, you know, the whole rope bondage takes a whole long time to do that. Very. And so after she he, she was ready to go, Lynn brought her up on the stage and tied her up to the suspension ring on that same hoist and lifted her up in the air. And we and Miss Alice were sitting on the coffin, which is right next to the stage, watching all <laughs> watching this took me. place. It gave me the visual effect of what happened to me. But I also noticed how comfortable she was in her in her suspension and mm. in the ropes and and uh, and 
in the care that was being done by RJ mm-hmm. to Lynn that he he was so so careful and so tender mm-hmm. about the suspension and about the ropes and and it was uh, it was very very intimate intimate intimacy into me you see oh my I think God. that is the common thread that we're we talked about is that how intimate it is with everybody and it's not just a wham bam thank you ma'am and you're done it is a whole mindset of of trying to be intimate with the partner you're playing with have you ever seen the, the movie called the guru I have not. You should watch that. He's always saying such things. Mariska Hagate. I am His Holiness, the Guru Pitka. I am a spiritual teacher affiliated with no one faith, and I have combined many disparate disciplines into a unified movement of human potentiality and equipoise. I speak of intimacy, or into me, I see. Well, I wasn't making it as a comedy reference. I was making it as a very nice, tender reference. So that's a good question, Reverend John. Define intimacy. Oh, my God. Well, we say, oh, my God, when there's good stuff, but can you put a definition to it? <laughs> um, intimacy means, for me, means that if there's a connection that is beyond purely physical. What does that mean? Like a mental connection to me. Yeah? That is, to me, what, what intimacy means. Does it happen immediately? Do you experience it immediately? It and do. when do you experience it? When do you see that you experience it the most often? Um... The better I know people, the, the and not not everybody, but some people, if I know them well and I have connection with them, I do experience it. Is it a romantic level? Is it a sexual level? It's somewhere in between sexual and romantic. Do you ever experience it with men? Not necessarily sexual, but can there be an intimacy level? Good question. I'm... Reverend John is straight, by the way. I just want to make sure... <laughs> Yeah, Bill. I'm straight. <laughs> we damn. Gotta get off me. <laughs> <laughs> then don't sleep on your stomach, damn it. You're teasing me. <laughs> he does have a girl's ass. He has no hair on his ass. And if you were to see Reverend How John's ass, you'd think that's a girl's butt. So oh. but he has a great butt. Do I have a girl's butt? But that's his, that's your cock, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look at that. We got, we got a come nice back. firm little butt. Come here. Come look here. Look at this. Squeeze it. Look at those muscles. Okay, yeah. do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Now, now poke it. Poke his butt. Check so out. here we are in the bed. Poking, Reverend John is laying on his, his stomach. John's butt. And everybody's poking his yeah. butt. He's got a tight ass. He's got a tight ass. I mean, he's a tight ass in other ways, too. <laughs> but yeah, physically, he also has a tight ass. <laughs> Hello, this is Bob from Couples Cruise, the leader in adults-only, clothing-optional cruises. You are listening to Bliss Bringers. For more information on our cruises, go to blissbringers.com slash cruise. See you there. Oh, that's All right. Funny. What were we talking about? Yeah. Intimacy. Intimacy. Okay. Um, you were asking whether I have it for men. Uh, uh, can you experience a connection with men? Rarely. So your your intimacy, your connection is normally a sexual connection that you experience over time. Is that my understanding? Yeah, I mean, sexual connections is one thing, and but intimacy is is something that develops over time. I think. Hmm. I agree. I can I can feel an intimacy almost immediately what? if it if the connection is strong enough. I can feel an intimacy right here. Oh, well, that's because yeah. we're in one bed under the covers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And and for Southern California, it's very unusual, but it's raining. It's, yeah, that's it a good never thing. Rains in Southern it California. never rains in Southern California. We're not singing that song. All right. Oh. <laughs> no. Bill. You were singing yesterday, but... Mm-hmm. Yes, you were singing yesterday. 
So, um, what else? So, Miss Cindy, what, what does inter- intimacy mean to you? Oh, that's a deep question. I have changed my definition over the last several months because of my exploration on the, the polyamorous field. I don't even know what I call myself anymore. I'm a little over everything. I think intimacy is a connection. It takes time for the most part to get to a deeper level and trust and respect come with that intimacy. But I can experience a certain level of intimacy. Like Alice, I felt an intimacy when we were Mm -hmm. in our scene last night. Oh, that was clear. There was a connection unquestionably. There is a connection and, but there's a connection that, that trust piece of it is just, Knowing that you're giving yourself to me and I feel comfortable in giving myself to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so intimacy to me is on many levels. I'm not bisexual, but I absolutely can feel intimacy for females. And I even have an intimacy level with Mr. Bill without having sex. Uh, Mr. Bill has two thumbs up. <laughs> so intimacy to me is... I would agree with that, by the way. Feeling safe with the, the people that I'm, I'm with. I don't share intimacy with everyone in my BDSM scenes, but it is at some degree intimate when I'm mm-hmm. with them. And then it deepens depending on where I am with my relationship with you. Before I was blindfolded, Mr. T was wrapping the ropes around my body and you had your glasses off and you were looking in my eyes and you just had this wonderful, wonderful <laughs> look on your face. Like... I don't hear. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. You sure wasn't the big bad wolf? I'm going to eat you all up. <laughs> Little girl, I'm going to eat Little you girl. up. And you can't do shit because you're suspended I- seven feet high. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah, there is. The eye contact is really fun. If mm-hmm. there's that intimacy, mm-hmm. I, I, it will deepen that connection i do not give all my bottoms that opportunity to do eye connection i don't i also don't kiss uh, during my scenes i did want to kiss you (laughs) (laughs) what what did i tell you mr bill last night we were sitting on the sofa Uh uh-huh and i basically leaned into you and i looked at you and i said i have got fuck Yes. There needs to be a room at DG just for those outlets because I think, especially with women, we have that ball of energy in our Punani area that just wants to (laughs) explode. I just... (laughs) Meow! Meow! I just... Yes. There's this viciousness that comes up like I... But I... Did you feel like you just needed to... Let go, but you wanted it with your your partner. Yes, it's something that I yeah. I didn't want to just fuck anyone. It was specific to well, okay. So when I was suspended and someone yet to be named Reverend John um started kissing me, and what did I do? I started leaning into that kiss, yes. and I and I was I was going carnal a little bit. Yes, yes you were you <laughs> wild. Oh, that's the energy. That's what I'm that's talking that about. That energy. Oh yeah. Oh, that was Mr. Bill. Yes. Yeah. You should have grabbed her and taken her in the back of your truck and just back, your, back of the jeep and just well bit me over that back seat. That's right. Exactly. Just, Did, wasn't there one of the doms that the couple that used to bring their RV? Yeah. yeah. They used I mean, to park it out yeah, yeah. in the parking lot. They parked it out in the back of the parking lot. Mrs. Mermaid. Mrs. Mermaid. That's right. 
I I swear there needs to be an RV. We need to bring an RV. I, mm-hmm. I think that's a dynamite idea. Rocking the RV. That's right. Yeah. I can just see you, Alice, taking Mr. Bill by the ear and dragging his ass out to the RV. And like, you're <laughs> coming with me. Sometimes that's what it takes because he needs focus. Oh, yes. he does. Wow. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's too many things going on. Well, you, you have there's see. sensory overload. You have to ask for what you want. That's exactly. one of the things that, I, yeah. that is so hard to learn. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But, but well, I, a- I asked last night. I said, I need- <gasps> And he didn't deliver? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, that oh, was at DG. That was at DG. That was at DG. Yeah. But he didn't deliver afterwards. Well, he will. He- There's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. You're not getting But last, last night, when we got back here, even after we were having our uh, after-hours cocktail, we got back here in this bed, and you were in that bed and asleep in five seconds. Yes, I was. Yes, you were. You The endorphins and everything else had taken over your body, and when they finally calmed down, boom, you were out. I had an endorphin crash. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yep. Endorphin crash. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to start fucking before that. Yeah. 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 While well, the serotonin is high and the dopamine is high and everything is high. Everything was high. <laughs> yeah. It was a high, high time. So, Miss Alice, you know, what was your overall impression of what Dragon's Gate, the studio, is? What was your most memorable experience? Well, obviously the scene of ropes and... And suspension, that was, that was. And hanging very, there like a pinata. Yeah, getting spun around and touching and. <laughs> oh, and oh my Mr. God. T-, T loved to spin you around. He was enjoying that, pushing you like a swing. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. But overall, I, I just felt the friendliness of the group and, and openness. And it was, uh, it was a great first experience. Great. One I hope to repeat in the near so future. So you're going to come again? <laughs> I, I will calm again. <laughs> and again, and again, and again. Reverend John, what was your most memorable moment last night? It was interesting seeing everybody doing their own thing. I was walking around a lot and, and seeing what everybody else was doing and seeing your scene, in which I jumped in a little bit, helping out some others. And, um, that was a, just Picking up the atmosphere, I think, was was very. Um, There's a fulfilling. lot of good energy. There's a lot of good energy last night. There was a lot of happening. There was a lot of scenes going on. There was a lot of rope bondings going on. Yeah. There was some flogging going on. I really enjoyed the owners too. Oh yeah. yeah. Jeff you know, and Jordan. 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 Jeff yep. and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeff and Jordan. I have known Jeff and Jordan for probably longer than I've known you. What? Wow. I've, I've known them for. I remember when uh, Jordan first came to. The very first play function that she ever came with and came to, and it was a um, club in Los Angeles called Threshold. And uh, I was the uh, coordinator of Threshold for a long, long time. And I had a couple of other friends of mine that were also swingers and part of the BDSM world. And they brought this couple in one night and said, Bill, I want you to meet Jordan and Paul. And I went, only mackerel. And so I met them, and we hit it off. And so ever since then, we've been really, really, really good friends. And so I've known them for a long time. In fact, Jordan and I speak at human sexuality classes in colleges on this BDSM subject. And uh, we've spoken together many times in classes to uh, try and teach people what BDSM really is and not what the media tends to portray it. Exactly. And don't compare it to Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) Well, in in due respect to Fifty Shades of Grey, it is not the best 
piece of writing that's ever done. But the one most important part of that is the whole thing about negotiation. Okay. Christian talks to her about signing the contract of what is going to happen and the things that are going to be done. And it's all about the, about being upfront and honest and in, and making sure that you know what's going to happen and negotiating the things that you want to have happen and the things that you don't want to happen. So from that standpoint, I thought Fifty Shades of Grey was hit that nail right on the head. Now, for the rest of it, it's a little bit of fantasy world with a young lady falling in love with a billionaire that's in his 20s or whatever he's supposed to be. Right. Other than that, and Miss Alice and I actually watched Fifty Shades of Grey together. What did you think of of Fifty Shades of Grey, Miss Alice? Oh, I enjoyed Fifty Shades of Grey. And and since then, I've read the whole series. And it didn't take long to read it because it's a light read. Yep. It's a turn-on. If I remember correctly, after we watched Fifty Shades of Grey, somebody jumped my bones. You have any idea who that might be? I have no idea. I thought so. You guys that really found be. it that good? I thought yeah, that I was, was a movie. I, was, no. well, we yeah, didn't I read go the whole to, series. But... We didn't go to the movie. I had it at home. We were fast-forwarding it because it was so I just remember boring. stopping it. Yes, I, I didn't get through okay, it. Okay, I didn't pay for the movie, and I felt cheated. <laughs> oh, man. I read wow. the whole series, and the movie was terrible. But the books, I got one was okay. Two was not good, and three was horrible. Right. I, I would agree, agree with, that. with that. Exactly. It just kept going and going, going and, and going. going. It was so monotonous yeah, with yeah. the same yeah. stuff, yeah. the same storyline. And, and then just, the character portrayals were yeah. horrible. Yeah. I, I think the only thing in there that I took away is the communication. So the contract is one thing, but the communications, the uh, consensual... So the mm-hmm. agreement of what yeah, could or could not happen and then renegotiating. So just keeping the communications open, but the rest of it. But in, in the movie with the contracting, that was not informed consent. That was, she, yeah. she was signing a contract without knowing the first thing about what the fuck she was signing. That is not consent in my book. Yeah, but she was, ta- she was questioning about what the different things were. Yeah, but. It's sort of hard, but she was signing it before. You know, another movie's coming out. Before she knew what was going on. Fifty Shades Darker is coming out Valentine's Day. Barf. Oh, God. (laughs) We are not watching it, Reverend John. No. All right. So. On to the next subject. Hey, so let me ask you guys. Breakfast? uh, No, I just want to ask you about your other poly relationships and stuff like that. Mr. Bill. Yes. In your other worlds, outside of Alice, and I know she's 99.99% of it, because we talk quite a bit. Oh, it is. Oh, she is. Yes, she is. She, she. If he, anything, but he does she, have a point zero zero one. Yep. Outside of that, she, so, uh, she, Alice is, is my primary partner. Yeah. Even though we do live sixteen hundred miles apart from each other, so it's hard to see each other. We do talk every day on the phone. If your other partners were listening, would there be a sense of jealousy about your relationship? I think that's the whole thing about the polyamory business of life, if you will, is that I think there's always might be a little bit of jealousy between one partner and the other partner. But it's important that when you're with a partner that they're the complete focus of, of what you're doing. In the polyamory world, it's not, oh, I can only love one person. I'm only made to love one person. And I can only do that. It is a realization that other people are strong parts of your life and you can have them be a part of your life. I mean, Miss Cindy, you and I go back a long ways, and I think, in a sense, you and I have a polyamorous relationship. It's not a sexual relationship, but it's a loving, caring, intimate relationship that we share with each other and we talk with each other. That's what it's all about. It doesn't always have to be about sex. That's right. It has to be about intimacy and what you share with people and when you're with them, how you make them feel like they're 100% of your life at that moment. And it's not that you don't think about the other people. It's just that the person that you're with, you're in the presence 
not worrying about something else or trying to think about what might be it else. You're always in the presence of that one person that you're with. And sometimes that lasts for a weekend and sometimes it lasts for a week and sometimes it just lasts for a few hours. That's true. How about yourself, Alice? I've come, I've come on a long journey over the last couple of years with Mr. Bell. It's still ongoing. There's still a lot of learning that I'm processing with the whole polyamorous uh, scene. I was not poly before any of this. And you were in a traditional marriage. Traditional marriage, yep. right. And then of Mr. Which, Bill comes Of which in. I was the maid of honor for her wedding. That's right. <laughs> you are the man of honor. I was the man of honor. I hope you're not a maid. Well, well. well I don't know. Cross-dressing. And, and when I got married right before that, Miss um, Alice was my best man. So that that's was how, years ago. That's how much we respect and love each other. That's true. And now right. you guys are together. Right, right. So, awesome. so there's still a lot of journey left mm-hmm. in, in this whole thing. And I just recall a year ago being on a vacation with Mr. Bill and um, a date of his where I was with um, my family members mm-hmm. in the same husband, children, everybody was together. Just my son and I. Oh, okay. Yeah. I struggled with it. I struggled with the jealousy factor. Really? Of seeing Mr. Bill with this, this know, other woman. Date. Yeah? Yeah. But this is before you guys were dating. No. No, no. Was, we were dating. Yeah, we were, oh, so you guys were dating. Mr. Bill had someone else, one of his other partners with him. Right. There was that pang of jealousy. So yes. how did you deal with it? She um, threw I- a chocolate donut at me a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Did you I, really? I played softball in college. I've got a pretty good arm. <laughs> did you no, really? I did not hit either one of them, but it went right between their ears. And what what initiated that curveball or that fastball throw? <laughs> it was it was a ninety mile an hour fastball. Trust me. Fast <laughs> hit me in the eye with that, on? I'd be blind. Just a little cuddle time on the sofa. Uh, with Mr. Bill and his friend? Yes. And you're like, oh, fuck that. No way. Yeah, exactly. And so you exactly. threw a fastball. Well, and Did I... Did you get the picture? Did I, you know what was going on? I, yes. I had been tossing donuts underhand to people around the room, especially my son, you know, he... and But underhand tossing. I changed it up a little bit. <laughs> yes. oh, God, I Aww. love you, Alice. <laughs> I was trying. I was off by about that much, four inches. Thank God. So when you realized that you threw donut? that yeah, that donut, <laughs> did you have a conversation with him afterwards? Yes, we did. Yes, yes. And how do you feel about it now? Do you still have that pangs of jealousy? On occasion, yeah. But I'm realizing that I can't be here all the time, and I'm learning that sometimes it takes multiple people. To enjoy life. Takes a village. So the two of you have a long distance relationship. Right. Which sort of has its own complexities and challenges. How often are you, are you able to see each other? Well, gosh, the, from this time to the last time we saw each other, it was three months, three months. Yep. And, and through the holidays were difficult and for mm-hmm. me and I needed to stay home. Mm-hmm. I need to be grounded. Mm hmm. But hopefully we'll be um, seeing each other more often. Uh, we we saw each more other more often than three months. That's for sure. Well, and we saw we saw each other July, August, September, October. Twice in October. Went to Burning Man together. Mm-hmm. In that between was, that, do you do Skype calls? How do you guys stay connected? Phone calls mostly. Phone calls. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have phone sex? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Is that How it? can you not have phone sex? <laughs> 
I, you know, I'm trying to get comfortable with that with Night Owl. It's still kind of, uh, I wouldn't say weird, but it's a little bit uncomfortable with the masturbating. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about it's, it, it's like when you that. when you're on Skype video and then the connection freezes right when you have your weird O face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. In in Alice is a nice case. You know, we're two we're two time zones apart. So when she's calling me on her way home from work. At six o'clock at night, it's four o'clock in the afternoon for me, and I'm sitting at work at my desk. It's a little bit difficult to chat in a intimate way that you want to when you got all your work colleagues around you, but she's in the car driving. And I know it's worked the other way when, when I've called her that she's been around people. And so we kind of tease each other with that. That's yeah. where you have oh. the Bluetooth headset. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. oh, you can't talk right now, but I can. Yep. Oh. <laughs> or she'll be in the middle of the airport standing in line waiting to catch her plane, and I'll be talking nasty to her while she's in line knowing she can't say anything back. You get are, the TTs. Uh-huh. You get, get the, the Yeah. Kitty twitch. Yeah. The TTs are, are happening. Are happening, Those brother. are good things. I know. Yeah, Those are. are good things. Or, or he'll call me late at night when... You know, it's his seven o'clock and it's my nine o'clock and, and I'll be in my hotel room and, and, uh, then we tease each other. Yes, we do. Nice. Ooh. Reverend John, what about you and your partners? Do you have, <laughs> uh, like phone sex or in your case, maybe chat sex? Sometimes. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Reverend John. Uh, no, <laughs> just looking at your ass. It's okay. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> a nice ass. He just forgot about all so of the question. What the question? Well, the, the question, Reverend John, is, is how are you dealing with your new found poly relationships and your wife? It takes a lot of Google Calendar to schedule them. Yes, it does. That's it's Scheduling is always a problem. Miss Cindy, how are you and, and your poly relationship getting along? The poly, the poly relationship with Night Owl and I, it's going fairly well. It's uh, for a very long distance, him in Italy and... Us over here in the West Coast, we have nine hours difference. So we have our arrangement is I call him as I'm going to bed. It's usually 10, 11 o'clock our time. It's 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. So as I'm saying goodnight, we're also saying good morning to each other. Uh, and we, we normally have like an hour conversation. Uh, and then he he does the, the flip. So when he's going to bed, it's I'm still at the office mm-hmm. uh, or just about, you know, it's late in the afternoon. We'll have a conversation before he goes to bed. So we talk, you know, three times a day. The phone sex thing, it's a little uncomfortable for me. It's just I've not done it that much. So I think I'll get comfortable with it. Uh, he did buy one of those remote Wii vibes. So we have the mobile apps. Have not used it yet because it sucks mm. up the battery life on our phones. But we played with it while he was still here in the states we will get to that point where we'll play with the wee vibe one time we played with my favorite vibrator nina as he was he writes erotica and he was telling me a bedtime story as i would say and that works really well tell me Mm -hmm. an erotic bedtime story and i will have phone sex (laughs) now now, to be honest every time you talk to night owl you don't have phone sex for the whole two or three hours you're talking to him this is just an occasional thing that happens it's part of the natural sexuality of people but most of the time when you're talking and you're talking about the business of life and everything else. Day-to-day stuff. Day-to-day right. stuff. We do, though, on a daily basis, we do talk about our relationship. So there, that's an important piece for us to stay connected. Mm-hmm. But it also helps us to continue growing our relationship. It's just checking in. Hey, how are you doing? Is there anything that I can do? Are you having pangs? Are you having anxieties? Are you, you know, what is it that we need to address in the relationship? And don't get me wrong, we do have our fights. I mean, we have our disagreements and shit. But we work through that. Now, 
my relationship with Reverend John. The biggest challenge right now is because there's so much energy going into a, a new relationship. And then also just that long distance stuff that's going on. My, my separation anxieties from a night out. Reverend John and I just to air out dirty laundry. And I think everybody needs to be aware that it's not everything perfect when you're having multiple relationships, whether it be casual sex, like a swinger or polyamorous and developing relationships. The, our trip down here to Southern California, just hanging out and being together is what does it for me. So being able to have experiences, being friends, um, connecting with you guys, that will reestablish my intimacy. I cannot have sex without that intimate connection. I can't, can't do Mm -hmm. it. So we have our own things. You know, we last weekend, we had a little bit of a cuddle time and that was a long, long time. So I think it's going the right way. There's a difference in juggling the relationships. And I think we're learning on how to do that. Well, and what Mr. Bill said about being in the moment. Yeah. And being with who you're mm-hmm. with fully at the time. Yeah. Is important. Right. It is. I, I really want us to be able to have this continuous evolution of multiple relationships and loving more than one. I, mm-hmm. I am a serial cheater. There is no fucking way I'm going to be a 100% monogamous. How's that, uh, Blissbringer listeners, for this uh, particular episode? We're going to go get some food. I'm yep. starving. Let's go get some yeah. to eat. I'm, 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 I'm right, some more coffee. Yes. Let's go to Scott. We're going to go to Scotty's. Until next time. Until next time. What's your pleasure? Woo! We did it. All names mentioned in this show are either fictional, taken from public record, or held by people who have given their explicit consent to be mentioned. 